0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. Father, we are grateful, we are thankful. Thank you for your goodness and your blessings and your mercies. Oh, what would we do without you, Lord? All I want to say is thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. For the gift of strength and health. Thank you for your grace and your blessings. Oh, we are grateful. We are thankful. We are grateful and we are thankful. We are grateful and we are thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you just
1: lift up your hands
0: and just give him worship. Yes. All our And the speaking chants are magnified magnify God. Yes. Magnify the Lord.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Power
1: in my he to have all. All.
0: shortage you know shortage you are you are looking for more and it's not coming but I'm seeing Jesus coming into your situation like the way he came into the wedding at Cana of Galilee yeah I see Jesus Christ in you walking into your situation just as he walked into a wedding as a guest And he's turning what does not seem to be anything in your life. Water. He's turning your water into wine. And bringing sweetness into your life in a very special way. Oh yes. And with him there's no delay. 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 delay. Yes. He's changing the water into wine. In your life, it is not over until you are born, and Jesus is turning water into wine for you. It's bringing sweetness, 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 and joy. Sweetness and joy. Oh yes, I'm seeing it in the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm seeing. Yes, you are able.
1: Great and mighty
2: God, you are ready.
1: Amém
0: There's no situation that is bigger than him. There's no situation that is bigger than him. I'm just seeing that. That the Lord is just entering the situations. Yeah, he's entering situations. Quick turn around. Instant turn around. A shock. Yes, God is going to shock you. Hey! You're going to be shocked. This week you'll be shocked. And how quick things are going to turn around. Quickly. Pop, 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 like that. That's what is going to happen for you. You are glorifying him, singing his praise, you know, and and, and seeing how big he is. He's showing up in your life in a very special way. Hallelujah. Can you give Jesus a big, 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 big shot? Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, thank you. We are grateful. We are thankful for this opportunity once again to receive your word with meekness and gladness, with great joy, even in Jesus' name. Amen. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. I think yesterday was a beautiful day, isn't it? Yesterday was was our first time gathering over 3,000 people in one place since the history of this church. Yes, can you see the pictures? They are putting up some of the pictures. Wow. Can you see it? It's beautiful. How many of you were here yesterday? What a blessing. Yes. So it's it's historic in our church. Yesterday's meeting was historic in our church. We had about 3,500 people here. Or even more, because we lost count at a point. At a point we couldn't count, because... You know, people are all over the place. It's a great blessing. And I remembered where we, 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 have come from yesterday in the morning. When I woke up in the morning, the first thing God reminded me of, um, was our journeys to, to locate Asako Church. The auditorium at Asako. The walkings. Yes. God reminded me. And told me that he has given us the privilege and the honor of preaching to bigger groups. Yes. And in the evening when I go home, he said that it will be 35,000 very soon. He said, you will gather 35,000 for Believer's Convention very soon. That's what God told me. Yes. It's going to happen in our lives. How many of you believe it? Was it a glorious meeting? Did it do something for you? Wow. So I'd like to know what blessed you. Or oh, it's too difficult to ask. Is it a bad thing to ask? I want to know what blessed you. Okay? Do you get it? Yeah. It will be good to know. Just maybe 10 minutes to that or 15 minutes to that. And then I'll allow you to ask a question or two. And then I'll answer for you. Is it a, is it a blessing? Or it's not a blessing? Hey, how many churches do you have where they, they can ask questions? Hey, it's not a small thing, oh. So, when the opportunity arises, Charlie, ask your question, okay? Hallelujah. Yes. Okay, Pastor Kobe can start. Why not? Why Hallelujah.
3: Start? Thank you so much, Daddy.
0: The first thing that's...
3: Hallelujah. Okay, maybe
0: you don't know Pastor Kobe. Pastor Kobe is our pastor. Um, one of our pastors in Kumase. Um, our church our first building wow. where i used to pastor before i came here yeah. where i was transferred from <laughs> uh-huh when i when i was transferred he became the pastor there so he's a pastor at a church in Kumasi called alpha yes ah that's the church can you show us alpha did you just show us alpha yeah so that's his church very he has the biggest church in love economy church right now his church is bigger than everybody's church Yes, preach. Say something. Say something to us. I
3: don't know what. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy, so much for the meeting. The first thing that really stood out to me was the fact that it was possible, you know, to gather so many people and teach them. Because I don't know if you've gone for conversions, but it's not a teaching meeting. It's it's a preaching meeting. Talk about this is happening. You are coming out. You are going in. And then, because it's difficult to sustain um, people's attention over a long period of time. And I saw the possibility that you can actually gather people and teach them. Hallelujah. And from what they shared, I mean, it was a blessing. It was so refreshing to be, be reminded and to be taught of the fact that you are in Jesus because as time goes on, it feels as though being born again is not enough, you know. And it, you you get that feeling from the pulpit. You get that feeling from things you hear and from things you see from the pulpit. Even as a pastor, if you don't take care, sometimes you are talking, you might make it look like maybe something else is needed. If you don't pray enough, some demon will catch you in a certain sense. Hallelujah. But coming from receiving that foundation that christ is in me understanding that christ is in me because this is what christianity is about if anyone is in christ is a new creation you see god has come to live inside me and i am in i am inside god It's a revelation that i feel is enough to change your life forever and that is what it did for me it made me it brought me to a place where i decided that i'll never forget these things no matter what happens, I always have to remind myself that Jesus is inside me and that I am inside him. And when you start talking about forgiveness, it's in the natural. When, when let's say, I step on Pastor Eli's legs, I feel like doing that. But if I step on Pastor Eli's legs, um, in the natural, if I offend him and I run to him, and I'm there's tears in my eyes, there's mucus in my nose, and I'm telling how sorry I am. You see, it is it'll be <laughs> it'll be very easy to forgive you. So sometimes we, I notice we translate that to God. That if you are downcast enough, if you feel. It's like if you feel like nothing very enough sorry. when you very, feel, very that sorry. is the house like when forgiveness. That's where penance the concept after. of
0: penance comes from, yeah. where you have to pay for
3: yeah. your wrongs.
0: Yeah, you know Martin Luther lashed himself, flogged himself several times yes. so he can feel they the can pain. Feel sorry. One guy um, walked on bottles, broken bottles, with his hands and uh, crawled on it to feel the pain. There are places in, uh, in Mexico where people are actually crucified every Easter, actually crucified some are even killed through the crucifixion because they want to pay for their sin. they want to feel very
3: sorry for their errors. yeah this so I noticed that, that that thing can maybe you don't want to kill yourself, but you notice that you want to <laughs> feel, <laughs> you want to feel very sorry yeah. So, it's like that is what merits the forgiveness. But from yesterday, I got to understand that. You see, it is the forgiveness that makes you feel sorry. Like when you notice that he has forgiven me, then you're like, what did I do? I shouldn't have done this because he has forgiven me. Because, you see, the forgiveness works that kind of... The Bible say the goodness of the Lord leads us to repentance. So, it is the forgiveness that he has given you that is what brings you to your knees. That's what brings you to the place of worship. That's what brings you to that understanding that I have to live for him. It's not the other way around. You don't do that to end the forgiveness. But he forgives you. And then as you become conscious of the forgiveness you have received, you notice that there is nothing more you should do with your life. You should, and that's one of the, the places I came to yesterday. That nothing else is important. I mean, somebody has done this for me. I shouldn't think about anything else. I should only think about pleasing him. I should only think about loving him. I was really blessed. Thank wow. you, Daddy.
0: You know, what you just said is a verse. There's a verse for it. There's a verse for all that he just said. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. For the love of Christ constrained us. Let's read lighter versions. Maybe NLT, Easy English, Message, something. To really help us. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Not our love for Christ, though. Christ's love, the love that Jesus demonstrated, ends up controlling you. If, you. if you meditate on the love of Jesus for you very well, it will end up controlling your actions. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Next verse. Then it says, He died for everyone so that those who receive this, his new life Will no longer for, live for themselves. instead they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. Have you seen it? So the more you meditate on his love for you, how much he has sacrificed for you, how much he has given up for you, how much he suffered for you, how, how he was beaten for you. Do you see in, in first, first Peter chapter three, verse 18, look at first Peter 3:16 18, sorry. Ah, this one. It says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. This was what I was showing you yesterday. He suffered for our sins once for what? All time. You have to believe this, though. Because oh, so you'll be fighting sin every time. Like, there's a battle. I've done this. And you cry. And then you have repented. And then you come back. I've, and sin is the main opponent in your life. I mean, you know, sin is not our main opponent in life. The devil is not our main opponent in our lives. Eh? The world, okay, and the demonstration of the gospel, bringing the love of Christ to others, is the battle that we are fighting. Jesus didn't say, "All of, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth." Go ye therefore and fight sin. All authority is given to me in heaven and heaven, heaven and uh, uh, what, heaven and earth. Go ye and fight situations. He said, go ye and make disciples. So this, if there's any battle that we are fighting, is a battle to make disciples. The battle of the believer is a battle to, to preach the gospel. Yes. Our battle is a battle of preaching the gospel. So God wants you to forget about the devil, forget about sin. Because those two guys have been defeated by Jesus. That's, that is why Jesus came. That is Jesus came to come and beat the devil. So the devil should not be in your equation. Do you get it? He lets us know that you are in a wrestling match with them. With the intent of keeping you at one place and preventing you from moving. He lets you know that in our attempt to build the church, the gates of hell try to prevail against what we are doing. But the fight is along the lines of building the church. It has nothing to do with your personal life. Please, you understand? Yes. If there's any battle for the believer, it's a battle of putting your faith to work, the faith of the gospel, making sure things are working in the house of God, making sure things, making sure meetings like this are done. Yes. It's a great battle. Yes, great battle. Making sure meetings like what happened yesterday are done. Making sure Sunday services are holding every Sunday. Because when it comes to your sins, hey, you'll be shocked. Go back to that place where I was showing you. It's all over in the Bible. Preachers don't preach it. The religious folks don't like talking about it. Because they're like, why should should we not do anything to pay for our sins? Why should we not do anything to um, merit God's favor and merit God's goodness? Why? Because they are trying to merit God's grace. They are trying to merit God's favor. They are trying to do a lot of things to look good before God, to cut God's blessings. And God is saying, "That's not you can't, you can't please me. Nobody can please God. Nobody can be worthy before the Lord. There's no human being on earth who can live a sinless, perfect life, not even one. It's already been, uh, that, that conclusion has been arrived at already. Long time before you were born. Romans chapter 3, the whole of Romans chapter 3 will let you know that it is not possible. It's concluded. So, in, in Galatians chapter, chapter, chapter 2, verse 16, Paul says, we, knowing, Jews, knowing that those who are given the law, okay, he says, we, and Paul was preaching to Peter in this particular verses. He said to Peter, why are you behaving as though the law is, a, is what brings us salvation? It's not the law that brings us salvation. It's not the law that makes us qualified. It's not our, our works, our trying to please God that makes it work. It, it, it's not that. It's just because of the agency of Jesus Christ, the work of Christ, the work of God in Christ. For us, that's what makes us qualified. It's not because of any other thing. So he says, knowing that a man is not justified. Let's read lighter versions. The King James, sometimes you, you may not understand. Uh-huh. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ. We are made right with God by only one thing, faith in Jesus Christ. Not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus. So that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ. Not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. No one will ever. Clear? it's never going to happen. So it's either you accept what Jesus has done for you and say, I believe in what Jesus has done for me. And be made right with God and continue living your life the same way. Not trying to do things to end God's favor. Not trying to... There are people who are working in the house of God who are doing that because they want to use that to end God's favor. You have made a mistake. I'm coming to preach about it. They're not they're of not works that I was talking about. That's what I'm coming to talk about. Not of works. You see, I'm doing what I'm doing because of my love for Jesus. I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm responding to his love for me. Not because I'm trying to earn or gain his his favor or his grace or his riches or his goodness or anything. I qualified for that in Christ a long time ago. But what I'm doing is in response to what he has done. A pastor who is working in the house of God... With the mindset of trying to please God and mindset of trying to end God's favor and all of that will become better of time. Yes. They are the ones who say it is your organization. They think it is my organization. Do you get it? It's Pastor T's organization. And we are laboring for Pastor T me. I'm even not laboring for myself. I don't know who you are, laboring. I don't know what you are talking about. Pyramid. <laughs> Look at, look at Romans, Romans chapter 4. So nice. These are nice, these are nice verses in the Bible. Mm? Okay, before we go to Romans chapter 4. You remember I was mentioning a, a verse in 1 Peter 3, verse 18. You remember? So let's finish that one, and then we'll go to Romans chapter 4. Is it a good thing? It says Christ suffered for our sins. Oh. Our sins. The reason why he died. The verses that are coming to me are so many. Oh, it. <laughs> it's all over in the Bible. Oh? Yeah. Keep your finger here. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Romans. Romans, eh? Romans. Romans chapter 4. Once again. Now let's read verse 23 and 24. NLT says, And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't yet just for Abraham's benefit it w- that it was recorded. Next verse. For our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us righteous if we believe in him. The one who raises our Lord from the dead. Next verse, verse 25. He was handed over to die because of our sins. The reason why Jesus died was because of our sins. I don't know why you are carrying the burden of sins again. It's like what, God, what Jesus did is, is nonsense. You want to die for, you want to, you want to use your works to earn the blessings of forgiveness of sins. When someone uses blood, you you can't use your blood. If If the blood of Jesus didn't work, you your hands, you your clean. I don't know where, where that whole thing is coming from. But that's what religion has taught us over the years. Oh, Charlie, you need to do something. You need to live right. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to fast. What Jesus paid with his blood, you want to use fasting to accomplish. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you are spiritual, Papa. Yeah. It's like you are more spiritual than God. No, no, no. Somebody's got yeah. to yeah. be, be crazy. I tell you, somebody's going to be crazy. Be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins. Boy, it it. And he was raised to life to make us right with God. Yes. He died for our sins and he was raised... For our righteousness, for our justification. I again. Go back to uh 1 Peter chapter 3, verse, verse 18, wherever it, it says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. There's no sin that Christ is coming to suffer for. The, the sin you are going to do tomorrow. Jesus is not now coming to suffer for it. He suffered for it a long time ago. He took the wages a long time ago. Is see? And you must believe it. You have to believe it. If you don't believe it, tomorrow you will sin. If you believe what I'm telling you, when the, the, the opportunity to do something wrong comes up tomorrow, you remember that Ah, Jesus paid for this thing. I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm dead to this thing. Do you see? I told you yesterday about what happens when you, you get into sin. The issue of sin allows the devil to have an inroad into your life. You get it. Sin allows the devil to have inroads into your life. Fear, shame, guilt. These are all legal standings on which the devil has a right to have an advantage of you. The devil does not have a right to any child of God. A child of God must give him the right to have an advantage over him. So you give the right to Satan. That's why the Bible says that do not give the devil a foothold in your life. Do you understand? Mm. So you don't want Satan to have an advantage of you. You want to be more sensitive to God. Living in righteousness helps you to become more sensitive to God. All the things we do, the fastings, the prayers, the giving, the fighting... Every single thing we do in the house of God, the church attendance, we don't attend church to please God. We attend church because we want to be more sensitive to God. You don't need to attend church service. You don't need to. The only problem is that you give yourself an opportunity for the devil to have an inroad in your life. And you become less sensitive to God over time. That's what happens. But your church attendance is not what qualifies you to have any benefits. You you never have... That's not what qualifies you to have blessings. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Your blessings is... You are qualified for blessings because of what Jesus did for you. So, when it comes to the issue of sin, God, is being handled. You see, I was showing it to you in 1 uh, Peter, right? 3:18. Notice these verses, though. You can be reading it and not really notice it. That's why you need to take your time, read, meditate... Never say that the message, I've heard it. You haven't. Me, I have not heard the message. It you have not heard. You need to go over, over. One preacher, and Rommack said that these things, you need to listen to it at least ten times. One, me- You need to listen to one message at least ten times to, to start getting it. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. To start getting it. Yeah. Christ suffered for our sins for all time. Then he says he never sinned. He never did. But he died for sinners. To bring you safely home to God. He has accomplished that. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. He suffered so that you can be, you can, you will not suffer. That's what he did. Now let me show you this one in Romans chapter 4. Okay. Let's read. These are the words of David. Let's read from verse 4. Say, uh, David says that uh, this, this is Paul talking, and then he starts mentioning what. Uh, David also said he says when people work, their wages are not a gift. Is it true? When you work and they give you your pay, is it a gift? If your boss says, I'm giving you this gift and you check the, you check, you check your account and you realize that it's your pay, what should you say to your boss? Somebody's got to be crazy. (laughs) I work for it. What are you talking about? My pay has been 2,000 ganasides all this while. And you told me they are giving me a gift after 31 days of working for you. I have a special gift for you. When I check, it's still the 2,000 ganasides. If I check and I see 20, $20, $20,000, then I'll say, hey, boss, what will you do to the boss? You will lie on the floor, isn't it? You will go and serve in his house. Why? Because he has blessed you. He has given you a gift. So Paul says that, I'm not leaving that job again. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. Verse 5. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work. You see, we are declared righteous not because of our work or our actions of righteousness or our attempts to qualify, okay? Not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. We are qualified because of our, just because of our faith in the God who forgives sinners. That's what qualifies you. So your faith in God, your faith in Christ, is what qualifies you to become righteous, to be to have right standing with God, not of works. That is why in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, Paul says that for by grace God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Verse 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. This is how salvation comes. And this is how everyone must live in Christ. Continue living in Christ. Okay? Now, go back to Romans. So what I was supposed to preach is what I'm preaching. I've started opening it up in this evening verse 5. Now, let's look at verse 6. Then he starts mentioning what David said. He David also spoke of this when he described the happiness. Hmm? If you are born again, child of God, your main characteristic should be happiness, joy. joy. Hmm. Christians who are not happy are Christians who don't know what the Bible has said. Christians who are not happy are Christians who don't know what Jesus has done. Christians who are depressed are Christians who don't know what has been done for them. All, that's the only reason. Because the response of knowledge of what Jesus has done for you, okay, is joy. So, even David saw it. He says, David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. He 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 described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. If you understand righteousness, righteousness means to be treated like Jesus is treated. Righteousness means to have the place of the Son. To have the position of Jesus Christ. To be treated with the favor Jesus had when he was on earth. To be accepted with the acceptance Jesus had with God when he was on the earth. To be able to pray for, your, for you to have answers to prayers. <laughs> Just like Jesus prayed and had answers to his prayers. That's what it means to be righteous. To be righteous means that you can pray a simple prayer and people will be healed. Yeah. Not because of what you you did yesterday. You prayed for eighteen hours. That is why the anointing is flowing. The anointing is flowing all the time. Your prayer makes you more sensitive to it, and makes you remember that actually you are filled with power, and it assists you to be able to help the people of God. I don't know if you got it. Not of works. Not of works. Okay, so you, I'll continue talking about that. Uh, next is verse, verse 7. It says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience. <laughs> whose what? Disobedience. The joy of the New Testament is that those whose disobedience is forgiven. Your disobedience. Your
3: disobedience.
0: All your disobedience. Mercy. Or your disobedience. Mercy. The joy you should have in life is that all your disobedience is forgiven. All your disobedience. It seems some people are not happy about what I'm saying. The religiosity you have been so religious is ingrained. It's ingrained. The foundation of religion, okay. the foundation of all religion is do good Gets good, if you do good, you do for yourself. If you do bad, you do for yourself. If you are too young, you don't know what I'm talking about. In, in Islam, there's a they say there's an angel for good and there's an angel for bad. Yes, if you do something good, the angel of good will assist you. If you do something bad, the angel of bad will also assist you. That's a foundation for every religion. What, uh, what goes around, comes around. But not, not in Christianity. In Christianity, what goes around does not come around. What goes around has gone away. <laughs> That's, you have to believe it. What I'm preaching is called the scandal, the scandal of grace. Yes It's called the offense of the cross. Those, those who are into religion and into do good, get good, do bad, get bad, get angry when we talk like this. Yeah. We got, when Jesus came, Jesus, who is without sin, received he did all the good you can think about and received all the bad you can think about. How much did not work in his case? He did good. Jesus said, Which one of you convinced me of sin? The prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. You now, how many people can ask people? How many of you, who can point a finger at me? Nobody can say that. There are people here who can point a finger at me. Even me, I'll point a finger at myself. <laughs> Nobody can say that. Jesus said, How many of you can point a finger at me? He said, I did I did good. I did many good things have I done. John chapter 10. Many good things have I done amongst you. For which one do you stone me? Which of them are you using as your basis for stoning me? John 10, 32. Jesus answered them. Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Which one are you coming to stone me for? Because he had not done anything wrong and they wanted to stone him to death. You get it. Ultimately, they caught him. The Bible says that Pilate knew that they had caught him and brought him to him because of envy. Not because he had done something wrong. So Pilate examined him and said, I do not find any error. I do not find any cause of error in this man. Yet they said, crucify him. So Jesus broke the law of karma and broke the law of religion, which is do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. He broke it up completely. That's what the Bible refers to as the elements of the world in Galatians chapter 4. You see, the elements of the world, stoichion. Galatians 4 verse 3. It says, even so, we, when when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. The word elements there, okay, elements of the world is stoichion. And that's what I'm explaining now. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. The the, the, The word world there is the world of religion. Okay, the world of religion and the basis of the world of religion. So Jesus came to break the backbone of religion by doing all the good and inheriting all the bad. For what purpose? So that all those who do bad like you and me, all those who do foolish things like you and me will have the opportunity of receiving good because he tasted bad for all of us so that we will taste good all the days of our lives. Well, if you know this very well, if it's ingrained in your heart very well, you start off, you'll be doing things here and there. But if you continue looking at what Jesus has done for you, very soon you say, ah, shall let me cry? What's the point? Why am I wasting my life? Why am I wasting my time? I've had sex. Uh, my penis is spinning. God this. I'm just wasting my life. Do you see? Yeah. I know. I know a woman who has to always check, uh, STIs all the time, because of her husband. Her husband is all over the place. A Christian can be all over the place, having sex all over the place. Your spirit man is safe. You are, what, you are just a dumb Christian, basically. You are just a dummy. And you can have a child who is a dummy, but you still love him. Jesus still loves you. God still loves you. Just like a dummy. You see, you are just a dummy, basically. And dummies, dummies may not enjoy some things. I mean, you can't do some things. Your responsibility is not left to you in a certain way. And basically, that's what it is. So there are a lot of Christian dummies, basically. It's not that they are not true. They are still true of God. They are just dummies. They've not awoken. Paul said, awaken to righteousness and sin not. If you are waking to righteousness, you realize that, Charlie, there are more important things in life than all this. Let us kiss and say goodnight. Let us seal and do this. You are, you, are, you are subjecting your body a Christian who is boozing. You're a Christian who are into boozing seriously. You love the bottle. Era de Bej Me maloko. Pastor Eli is wondering what you are singing. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Elise is a Christian. Some of us we are now becoming we are we are Christians, we are now our righteousness is working small soon. <laughs> What will happen to a Christian who is boozing? It won't affect your spirit. You will die, you go to heaven. Yes, you will you, you, you die, you go to heaven. But you spoil your labor. On your own. I mean, there's this young guy, he just died at 40. He died in August. You know, I know him. He died because of boozing. And smoking. You know, he, he cooked up his labor, cooked up his, he cooked up a lot of things in his body. He was a heavy drinker. Chef what? <laughs> it didn't affect his spirit. It affected his body. So sin is dangerous, no matter how you look at it. You can't, you can't, it's not something to entertain and uh, play with. Because it has effects. You can say, I'm managing myself. You are lying. Very soon. It will manage you, I tell you. The issue with sin is that it's, it's, it has a desire of controlling you. Controlling your life. Controlling how you use your money controlling how you how you behave controlling it will make you it will make you behave in a way you never thought you would behave you lie under duress you lie and then you wonder how I was talking about this lady this he she very great opportunity lies a Christian no. a, a lie denied her of ten thousand dollars a month a ten thousand dollar a month job christian a lie See, because she, she didn't allow the righteousness of God in her to control her life. But she allowed the sin of lying to control her life. And God, when it when mattered most, he couldn't qualify. Her master showed up and her master gave her her result. Which was denial. So sin is very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. That's why Jesus came to save us from it. So it's not something to engage in. Yes, you are having sex all over the place. Before long, HIV pop, pa- oh, okay. and you are using anti drugs, and it's not working. And you are becoming depressed. A lot of things are happening. You know, I went to pray for one HIV guy, you know, because he had become so depressed. He got the HIV through. He's a Christian, good Christian, but homosexuality. Yes, now homosexuality is just like any other sin. Let's not. Give it a special tag. It's like all arm robbers in the country coming together and say, saying that this is what we like. We like arm robbery. Allow us to come, break into your houses, do whatever. Do you understand? This is how we are. This is how we're born. Do, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh huh. And legalise it for us. Allow us to have the opportunity to come to your house, shoot your children, shoot you, and take your property and all of that. What is what is this a big deal? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. How, that, how has it affected anyone? How has uh, I'm affected anyone? I mean, just killing one or two people, that's my right. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Give us a right to it. Hey, Robert, company, International Limited. So it's our fault. We have qualified. We have given. Are you in the church? Yeah. We have given that opportunity by talking so much about it and casting people out of the church when we notice that they have, they have issues along that line. Yeah, we, we, it's a our, it's our church's fault. It's a religious people's fault. They are the ones who cast them out instead of having them in the church and helping them. We said that they should get out. They are sinners. This is what Sodom and Gomorrah did, and everything whatever came. Yeah, we qualified it too much. That's why. It, that's why America is fighting that battle all the time. Unfortunately, how did we get into that? Yeah, this guy, yeah, so he was, he was into homosexuality. Christian. Great guy. You should, <laughs> i mean, great guy. You know, my wife and I had visited him in the hospital. He had become so depressed. He was not taking us, so tired. What's this? What's that? And that's what sin does. Sin will push you to the edge. You will not see that it's like, taking you to the edge. To push you, 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 push you. Push you then you get to the edge. Then it will open your the blindfold, and say, look down. When you check, hey, it's a long ditch. Down. down. Then it will smile to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then kick you down. And enjoy when you're shouting. <laughs> you're going down like that. That's sin for you. So you don't want to. You get it? Yes. Allow the word of God to help you. Allow what Jesus has done for you to help you. Yes. Hmm? Romans chapter 4. Let's see what David said. Once again. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sins are put out of sight. This this is this is the blessing of the New Testament. The blessing of God for you. Those whose disobedience is forgiven. Whose sins... Are put out. Your sins are put out. So sin should not have dominion over you because it has been removed completely. That's what Jesus died for. Now you have authority over sin. You can say to sin, it's okay. You are wonderful, you are nice, but I have something better to do with my life. Yeah. Next verse, verse 8. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared or sin. So your record has been cleared. There's no past, there's no error, there's none. You are, you are saying, you know, uh, 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 what? God, I did this, I did that. I was wondering, mm, what are you talking about? God, I just did something, whatever, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. The Lord doesn't know what you're talking about. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember? No more. Hosea chapter 8, verse 12. Look at Hosea 8 12. Oh my people. King James. Or oh, it's 12 Am I missing? Look right. Oh my people. Ah, it's Micah. Sorry. Micah chapter 6. I'm sorry. Micah chapter 6. Verse 5. Can you read this to me together? One to go. Ugeogal. So that you may know the righteousness of the Lord. Do you know the story he's talking about? How many of you know the story he's talking about? Balaam and Balak. Balaam is the guy, the seer, who was contracted by King, the king, Balak, to curse Israel. In Numbers chapter 22, 23, you see that story. Do you see? Now, Israel had done a lot of foolish things. A lot of foolish things. And Balak got Balaam the seer to come and curse Israel for him. Okay? Balaam told Balak, set up an altar, a burnt offering, set up an altar, whatever. He says, I'm going to take up a lamentation for you and curse Israel for you. Whenever Balaam the, the seer stands by the offering and starts to prophesy against Israel, he starts blessing Israel. He starts blessing Israel. starts blessing Israel. And then Balak is, is like, Are you okay? I contracted you to curse Israel for me. Why are you blessing them? And Balak said, Balaam said, I cannot curse the one whom God has blessed. Because God says he has not found. Look at this. Numbers 23: He says, How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied? Next verse. But from the top of the rocks, I see him, I see Israel. And from the hills I, be, I behold him. Lord, the people shall dwell alone, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part of Israel? Let me die the death of the righteous, and let me last, and let my last end be like his. He wants his last end to be like, like Israel. Balak got angry, set up. She said, "Okay, let's go to another side of the hill, because Israel is dwelling in a in a valley. So let's go to another side. Maybe this side network no, it's not good." And then said, so let's go to the side and see if i'll be able to say what i'm supposed to so they go to another side set up and all of that and then you know he said something very powerful the next time ne- ne- can you continue it starts what god says i should say i'll say verse 18. god is not a man this is verse 90. God is not a man that he should lie. The guy is trying to curse Israel. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should, he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Verse 20. Behold, I have received commandment to bless. And he has blessed. And I cannot reverse it. The blessing of Israel was not dependent on what was happening in the camp. The blessing of Israel was dependent on their sacrifice. Their burnt sacrifice. Their burnt sacrifice made them righteous for one year. Whatever was happening in there was not a problem. He says, I have not beheld iniquity. Next verse. Has he, he says, he has not beheld. God says, I have not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Ah! Read, read chapter 20, chapter 21. You'll be shocked. Just, the, just before, the, be, the chapter before, these guys were the, they were speaking so much against God. God sent snakes to bite them. Angry, these guys they are not so. Sure. sense snakes to bite, but when someone else was coming to come and kill, God said, hey, what, do you, what do you mean? My friend, get up, it's between, it's between me and my children. What's your problem? Yeah, it's, it's a family issue. Are you in the church? Yeah. yeah, he has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. I've not seen, I can't behold iniquity. There's no iniquity. I can't see perverseness in Israel. The Lord is God is with him, and the shout of the king is among them. I've not beheld any iniquity among them. No, there's no problem. I cannot curse. They are, they are not cursed. They are blessed. Blessed is the man whose sins and iniquities are forgiven. You need to be happier than you are. You are looking too much at your, at your wrongs. And it's controlling you. Behold the righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? Jesus is our sacrifice for sin. And because he has been offered, there is no more It says where these offenses are forgiven, there is no more sacrifice for sins. There's no need for for any sacrifice for sins again. It's been removed completely. You have been forgiven completely. You should be happier than you are. Pastor, you don't know me. I I, know, I don't know you. God knows you. God knows you. And God says, I don't have any problem against you. So stop having a problem against your own self. Yes. Unforgive- you have not forgiven yourself since. Yes. Receive grace to forgive yourself.
2: Jesus
0: yeah. If you forgive yourself, you'll be able to forgive others. True. You can't forgive others because you feel you have not been forgiven. Yeah. Yes. And God does not hold anything against you. Well, I didn't plan to preach, but I ended up preaching.
2: Yes.
0: Have you been blessed? Yes. Have you learned anything since you came? A small top-up to what was shared yesterday, isn't it? Say, I'm, forgiving. I'm forgiven. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And when the problem comes, remind yourself, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm dead to sin. And I'm alive to God. It's easier for me to respond to God now. I don't respond to this thing. No, 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 no. I don't want this. I don't want this. And with time, you, you start having finding satisfaction in God. There's a place, as you start confessing your righteousness all the time, in the midst of the problems, you may have done something wrong, still confess it, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not a sinner. Yes, I refuse to be condemned. There's not one condemnation. If you, if you can remind yourself of some of these things when you are faced with the problem, like in the instance where you are faced with the problem, if you can remind yourself of some of these things, I'm the righteousness of God. This is not my this is not my life. No, this is not for me. This is not. You'll be shocked that you'll be able to, for the first time in your life, you'll be able to withstand against the temptations that come when mm. an opportunity has come for you to steal something. While the thing is lying down, you are reminding yourself. No one is there, it's just you and the thing. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And I don't steal. This is not my life. I am higher than this. I'm not a thief. <laughs> These are not my hands. These are the hands of Jesus Christ. No, no, no. You cannot take this. If you can remind yourself. And that's what God is aiming to do. For you to remind yourself in the instant when the temptation has come. If you can confess I'm the righteousness of God in the presence of the problem. If you can remind yourself that he says, and such were some of you. This was how I used to be. But by the grace of God, I am washed. I am justified. I'm sanctified. By, the, by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not my life. This is not my life. This is mine. You, you stop if you'll be able to remind yourself. So talk to the Holy Spirit to remind you. Dear Holy Spirit, remind, help me remind myself of who I am, really. You don't want to go back to the gutters. When you are sitting in priestly array on a throne, And then you go back to the to a gutter and go and lie in the gutter because it is more comfortable there than the bed of roses that has been prepared for you to lie on. You see, it doesn't make sense. That's how it is. With time, you see how ignoble sin sin is. The more you double in the righteousness of God, you realize that ah, this thing is not correct. It's not correct. Hallelujah. Is the Lord helping you? I think you should just rise up on your feet and yes, let's just thank God for his goodness and let's be happy about the blessings that we have in Christ. Yes. The one whose sins are forgiven. Eh? Can you show us that verse? It's oh, we're to pray. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Can you put seven and eight together? Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. I want us to thank God for this. Thank you, Father, for clearing me of all guilt, for clearing me of all sin, for forgiving me, for putting my sin into the sea of forgetfulness, for never remembering. And tell God to help you to remember that he has forgotten about your sin and help you forget. Forget. Forget, Lord, help us forget. Talk to the Lord out of your heart. Mean every single thing that you're saying to the Lord now. Oh la just 2 minutes more just stand god
1: what you have, for what you
2: have done, Lord,
1: and
2: what
1: you will do, Lord, we give you all the praise. All the glory belongs to you. For what you have, for what you have done,
2: Lord, and what you will do, Lord, we give you.
0: You know, these things let you see what Jesus... It makes you keep looking at Jesus. Not yourself. What you need to do. You just start becoming grateful to Him for what He has done. Where would we be? Just imagine if your sins was being counted against you. Where would you be? Who can stand? Which you, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have stood before the Lord. let up your hands and just be grateful to the Lord. But we see Jesus. We see Jesus. We see Jesus. Looking onto Jesus. Looking onto this Jesus. Who is the author and finish of our faith. Oh dear Jesus. Behold Jesus on the cross. Behold him suffering for you. And behold him. Resurrecting from the dead and seeing all hail. Because it is finished. It is all done. It is all done for you. He did it for you. He did it for you. He went to the cross for you. He shed his blood for you. Let Jesus be crucified before you. See him. See his work. See his blessings. See his goodness. See his love. Oh. Not that we love God. But that he loved us. He loved us. Greater love that has no man than this. That a man should lay down his life for his friends. The Lord laid down his life for you. Just say thank you to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No man can love me like you have loved me. No man can love me like you have loved me. Oh, Larry Mikhail of Ashona man. Oh, dear Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are the Lord of my life, you are my owner, you are my owner, you are my owner. Thank you for loving me even before I thought about you, even before I knew you. You love me, you love me, you love me, you love me. You Oh yes, oh yes, glass to no yes. Oh, yes. Even in Jesus' name, this is the foundation of worship. This is the foundation of worship. I remember what he has done for you. There's a reason for meditation. We meditate on what he has done. Man, you did this all this for me. You know, and it's not because it's a generic thing, like we are many, so we have to come and die for many people. It's, it's personal, personal. If you are the only one here on earth. He still have come to come and die for you. That's how much He loves you, and that's that serves as a foundation of worship. You see, you acknowledge how beautiful He how wonderful He is. Yes. My heart is inditing a good matter. Yeah, a lot of songs are flowing in my heart right now. I dearest father, closest friend, most beautiful, most
2: beautiful.
0: Can you show us first John four nineteen? First John four nineteen. King James. So beautiful.
2: I'm so in love with you. You're beautiful. We love him. So beautiful
0: because he's best loved us. We can love
2: him when
0: we understand that he best
2: loves him my so beautiful so beautiful I'm so
0: With you because of how much you have loved us. We're just responding to your supernatural, unimaginable, senseless love for us. Yes. It doesn't make sense why you love us so much. We see our errors, we see our problems, and we look at you and we see how much you still love us. And we are just grateful. We are just grateful thank you for who you are. Thank you for being the center of our lives. The center of everything that we do. We love you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to be born again. Grant us strength and wisdom to bring many to you. Many into reconciliation with you. For them to know that you are not fighting them. But your hands are outstretched for them. Help us. Empower us more and more, Lord. With wisdom. With strength. With financial abilities to go all around the world and share this love with others. Even in Jesus' name. I know a God whose mercy. Bold and... Okay, I think you did it didn't mean it, right? Faithful language. You may kindly take a seat in Jesus' name.
2: From the thought, it's, the the fears, the
0: it's a very beautiful song Every morning, morning. and night Can we have the communion? Need bring the communion to me bring
2: the, I communion. Care,
0: bring the communion
2: And was patient till I came
0: Running back into
1: his
2: own
0: Be they are afraid of their God. Because their God has a lot of requirements. You need to pray five times a day. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do that. And He's watching them, ready to do evil to them if they should go off. And they never are able to meet His standards. But in our case, our God is so good that He came from the heaven of heavens. Came to walk on this dusty earth. Looking for us. Yes. Went to the extent of dying the most shameful of all deaths. So that you and I would be accepted before him. He told us to sit down. And watch him do all the show. And work things out for us. Yes. So that we can come close. I think we should spend all our life. Thanking him. Worshipping him. Giving him glory. The, the first verse of this song says, oh, how does it say How does it go? No, a God, a God I, know a I know a God who is merciful and kind. Can you sing it for us?
2: I know a God who is
0: merciful and
2: kind.
0: This one is merciful and kind. Faithful and gracious. It's faithful and it's gracious.
2: I'm the apple of the thought that fills his heart every, every
1: morning, morning, noon, and night.
2: He, he loved, loved me, me when I, I didn't care, and, and was patient and till I came running back into his arms. Look how he turned me. my. shining star
1: is glory to because of all these things that has done for me
2: I
0: After doing all of those things, he said, Take, this is my body. He broke his own body <laughs> for you and for your health. I don't know what sickness is in your body today. As you partake in the communion, believe, trust him, that what he did on the cross was truly for you. He himself took our sicknesses, he Himself took our, our diseases. He took it. He took it. He took it. He took it as you partake of it every sickness in your body is flashed out in the name of the lord jesus and as you partake of it you get a fresher revelation of who he is you get to see him as your peace you get to see him as your righteousness you get to see him as your goodness you get to see his glory and his joy and what he has done for you father thank you for the body and blood of jesus broken and shed for us we partake of it in joy in strength, and glory, knowing that is our source for help and revelation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The body and blood of Jesus broken in for you.
2: God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pasto T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at LoveEconomyChurch.org for more information. God bless.